In this episode of My Mic Sounds Nice, we discuss the horrible goings-on in Memphis. The unfortunate killing of Tyree Nichols and the five Memphis police officers, the backlash that came from it, and just the overall community response. Make sure you listen, because this might be the last time you hear us. (laughs) Welcome to a special edition of My Mic Sounds Nice. A freestyle conversation on health, relationships, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. Always glad to be in the room. Welcome to my mic. Sounds nice. This is Kevin, aka Reggie Jacks, coming from the Bronx. Glad to be here. My mic sounds nice. This is Aaron from Strong Island. Ready, willing, and unfortunately able. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Back it up, rewind. Yeah, here, here, here we go again. You know, I don't even, I, I, I don't even have the words, the the introduction to just discuss. But I, I guess in general, I don't know. The video came out on Friday, January twenty seventh at around seven p.m. The Memphis Police Department released a video where they pulled a young man over, Tyree Nichols, for allegedly reckless driving. The police pulled him over, didn't like his response. They felt he wasn't complying enough. Pepper sprayed. He gets up, runs away, moves away. They chase him down, handcuff him, pepper spray, more uh, would tase him and beat him. And unfortunately, he dies three days later. You know, uh, you bring up that he wasn't complying enough. And you know what, Kev? He, he wasn't. But you're not supposed to die because of that. You're not supposed to be beaten where the cops almost take joy because of it. And I wonder if, be, you know, I think that black people are even more scared of the police than ever in a way in which everybody, you know, who've ever, you know, black men in most situations have had interactions with the police and we haven't liked them historically since we've been in this country, since we've invented police in America. But I think there's a fear level now, you know, after George Floyd and some other major situations. And I think black men are are immediately scared when they're confronted by the police. And I think that's what you're seeing with, you know, what you're seeing from Tyree Nichols and from other people. You know, I saw another video couple of months ago when a guy was like, you're trying to George Floyd me. He's trying to George Floyd me. Like that's where black men, that's where their fears are going. So that was the former, if I'm not mistaken, that was the form. That was the teacher who was yes. from D, who was being tased. Yes. Yes. And, Jim. and he, he eventually, he died. Yes. Yes. And I just think that, that there's a fear in our community when we see police that this, you know, makes us... Well, you think about it, that this generation, um, Generation Z and younger millennials, especially your gen Generation Z, they've grown up, they've come of age with these videos. Yes. And so they're seeing it. Uh, you think about, it was a shock when we got to see... Rodney King's beating 
the shock wasn't so much that it happened. It was the fact that it was caught on video and everybody yes. gets to see that. But you have in, you have young people and and us today. There isn't. It would be we would be hard to find a calendar month that we don't see some type of brutality and or a mass shooting. Yeah. yeah. And, and and so when you factor those things in, but uh, a couple of points, I found it interesting and interesting may not be the best word that the ages of the officers were between 34, 32 and 24. Mm. So that's, not really that old, yeah. In the in the grand scheme of things, and then you know, Kev, as you said, I wanted to know. I don't think all five officers that have been fired and then charged were at the original traffic scene. And looking at the video, it's hard to tell. So that transference of anger. That you don't think that because clearly yeah. the cops who were at the initial scene of the traffic the traffic stop, they're upset. They are riled up. I don't know what's going on because the way they snatched Tyree Nichols out of the car, it just starts off at sixty. It yeah. it just went from zero to sixty from right there. But then they're on the radio calling and giving the description of Tyree Nichols, and then eventually he is he's he's captured. So just seeing that transference of of anger, uh, a point that you talked about him being pepper sprayed, and the way that the officers had to treat each other for catching the residue of the pepper spray, mm-hmm. could you really expect? a man to be able to comply. One, you had multiple people yelling different orders at the same time. And it's like, you know, I'm on the ground, lay face down, and and all of this is happening while you're being directly pepper sprayed. And then I guess they were upset because they got hit with the spray. There was just so much. Everybody's uh, adrenaline. Everybody's adrenaline is through the roof. And when your adrenaline goes up, your 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 focus narrows. It's almost like you get tunnel vision. The the more your 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 uh um your you know your adrenaline goes up, and it's it makes it harder for you to comply to commands because your focus is becomes more about survival, and everything that's peripheral. Your your humanity says survive. They don't care about do this command, do that command, do this command. And police get very angry when you don't follow commands. And I don't know what they're teaching in policing. They should be saying to to cops, people are not going to be very compliant. Most people are not going to follow your commands exactly. And it's going to take some time to get them through. But that's not the way cops respond. If you don't do what they say, they get angry and they often take it out on you, you know. And I wanted to bring up one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is the fact that it was nothing but African-American police. So I say to you guys, 
What do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Um, I'll say very quickly, I never thought it was about the color of cops. I think it's about the institution. But how do you guys feel? When I when I look at the police, I think that the police are, uh, you know, it, it, it's the institution. You know, you're either a person of color or you're blue, and we and we know that black and blue is a thing, and people have a you know people have a difficult time sometimes integrating or finding themselves functioning within the police department as a person of color because there are differences. I've had friends that have been police that are that were police officers, are police officers. And I remember very early, very early on when they were young going into the force and I would hear things like, um, you know, like if I have to chase you and catch you, it's going to be a problem. And I, I, I you know, I, I know, I know I'm not alone in, in hearing those things. So I don't, I don't think anything, I just think that they behaved in a way from which the police departments, how, how police treat suspects, perps, as they would like to call them. And that's it. I think to, to to your point to your to your question a that the indoctrination process of becoming blue can make reflections of yourself blind spots. They clearly no longer was seeing themselves in Tyree Nichols. I would wage anything that this was not the first time that those individuals used tactics that were excessive and unlawful. Oh, no, they, they, they were too comfortable. Because they, they, they were too comfortable for this to be their first time. And in talking to in talking to my son, he was like, Pop, everybody knows that black cops are the worst because they're the ones that's power tripping. And then you could think about it from, and I'm I'm forgetting the movie where it's like, boss, we sick. Yeah. (laughs) And and just so, you know, and, and I don't want it to be perceived as blanket statements, but your reality tends to be shaped by your experiences. And then, well, my wife and I, we were talking and thinking about scenes in Boys in the Hood, scenes in the wood, where oftentimes it would be that black cop that takes it there. And yeah. and so, but at the core, this is not a race issue. It's, it's a blue issue. It's a system issue. It's yeah. an indoctrination <laughs> issue, but it did hit different. I don't want to say it hurt more. It hit different seeing five black men literally pummel another black man to death. Like, I'll never get out of my mind when they're holding him and they're just teeing off on him. Yeah. Like, that. that's not... Yeah. yeah no. You know, I, I, in, in looking at that, kind of thinking about kind of the initial time when we first saw a beating, a severe beating in, in, in the Rodney King on film, and initially, it might not look as severe as with Rodney King, you know, but Rodney King was was able to kind of be somewhat defensive and move and kind of shake and bake and, and try to, you know, catch some glancing blows or whatever and, and you know, offer some sort of resistance where this young man had no chance to offer any resistance. Like how they kind of, it, it was like a scene of Cooley High. Like they're just yeah. holding him and, and, just, and just beating him. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the offices, the institution. I think one thing, the fact that they were um, all black makes you wonder like, okay, so we we kind of, uh, the wheels of justice moved really quick this time. Yeah, I, 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 I don't care that they were black. I, I think there is deep down, as Tim was saying, I have to acknowledge that it did bother me um, that they it turns out that they were all five, just five black officers doing this to a black man. Um, I hadn't really considered that until Tim said it um, because I always think about the institution. However, I don't, and I know Kevin and I talked about this and he was like, you know, Memphis is a black city. You know, that's why the response was as quick. I really think that the fact that they were five black officers had something to do with the speed. Now I could be wrong. I could just be jaded because of where I am in my life, but I applaud this speed. I applaud this transparency. I, I applaud everything going on so far, but I wonder if the fact that they were five black men, you know, Made it easier, and and at, and at, I, at the very at the very least, hey, I'm sorry to jump in, but I just want to say that this is a departure from the typical playbook. Yes, and yes. so which leads if, to if nothing else, yes, if nothing else, it's a that's a great point, Kev. It's a departure from the typical playbook, and the first time it happens is five black men, and make make that make that of well, what you will. Time time will tell because. Not to be a pessimist, but to be a realist, it's going to happen again. Yeah, in another city, and we'll see if they use if they use this playbook. Maybe it's like, oh, it wasn't as egregious, or is it because it was also a black chief who ended up doing this? I also believe that they acted as fast as they did for the safety. Of Memphis and other cities. Because I believe with my whole heart, those protests on Friday, which were for the most part, if not almost exclusively, very peaceful. peaceful. Could you imagine? So Kevin Aaron, the three of us, could you imagine the rage if those... Came out a month from now. No, 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 but I'm saying if if that video came out and those men were on administrative leave. Oh, yes. We're still trying to figure out and see. Yes. So, yeah. You had to respond that way. Like, right. you you had to respond and give the justification because she was um, the police chief was talking about the horrific and inhumane treatment before we got to see the video. So if those men were still officers and they just was on paid administrative leave and their union reps was representing them, and then Great we point. got to see the footage. Great point. Man, we'd be having a different conversation right now. It'd <laughs> yeah. be Ferguson part two. I'm, yes. I'm definitely happy to see that the, um, the protest and things around it were re- relatively peaceful, not having turned destructive. And kind of some of those things, because one one of, one of my greatest concerns is in these issues, and when we talk about the police, and you know, and they begin to throw around words like defund the police, or I think now now the 
I think the proper terminology is reimagine or, or you know. Yeah. But but um, it, it, it's glad to see that we didn't have this kind of just things didn't break out in violence and riots and, and damaging property damage because that it makes it difficult. It, it, it makes it very difficult to continue to fight for it because they use that as a jumping off point and they completely yeah. turn their back on whatever the, the issue whatever is. the precipitating factor. I mean, and, and and then I mean, I, I understand, I, I can appreciate the the heart of of the activists and and those who are protesting. And the truth of the matter is, in some instances, if not all instances, you're putting yourself in in harm's way. But a you you made a, a really good point. We were talking about young people, rightfully so, having a fear that do you really want to go out there and start riling up? Like you just what you just witnessed. Yeah, I mean, it's like the the I mean the 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 barbaric treatment that you just witnessed. Like okay. What's to say now you're not going to feel some kind of way if you see blue and red lights behind you? Yeah. And the fact that they have yet to show any evidence that this brother was driving reckless. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's a key point. I want to jump in right there because the, this – you want to talk about systematic problems. The problems are these task force, the gun trace task force in Baltimore, Scorpion in Memphis, which they deba- they disbanded yesterday. These task force, these so gun task force that killed Amadou Diallo yes. here in New York. It, these ta- it, these gun task force, where you have groups of police that ride around looking for problems. So if you're on a gun, and, and then you get rewarded for taking guns off the street, you get rewarded for bringing drugs uh, off the street, and these task force are considered um, successful because they allow the police to. Hey, we got six guns off the the uh you know off the off the streets. They take pictures, they do, they put it in the news. Police love that. But these task force operate in a vacuum. Nobody really supervises them. The cops go around. The way they find guns is they violate personal rights. They see a black man, they say they say, Oh, well, what's he doing by himself? They go run up on him. And see what he got. If he got nothing, they let him go. If he does, oh, we, we got him because he was driving recklessly. Or these he made people, a furtive movement. Yeah. These people are never doing anything wrong. Ever. Yeah. 90% of the time. I think whenever you reward people or give them rewards and or people like to call them incentives. But if I give you a reward for doing your job, I'm going to go about it in a different way. Like, that's what the police officers do. If I give a reward for teachers teaching, then, you know, oh, then I'm going to, I can do it, but I'm not going to, I might not take the low kid. I'm only going to take this certain select group of kids. I'm going to start doing things which put me in the best position to be successful. Damn the kids or damn what I'm here to actually do. And so it, it becomes a difficult task. Like, if you got the job, you're policing, you're keeping it safe, keep it safe. You know what, Kev, you, you brought a, a, a really good point. Uh, and there's so much that we can talk about, but we, we're going to keep this tight and, and we got to revisit it. We do. There's a certain temperament that you need to have, whether it's part of your training, whatever you got to do to maintain, because there's also footage out of a student 
attacking a teacher and they fall out the classroom and, you know, they're fighting and all of this that's happening. But that teacher can't treat every student like that particular student that's that perpetrator. So to your point, A, if you're part of this task force, like you can't then hone in and then profile everybody like a perp. And so you're coming with that energy and aggression because yes, there are crimes that are happening that Scorpion stood for street crimes, operation to restore peace in our neighborhoods. Yes, if you know Memphis, there's crime there. In most cities, there's crime and people are violent and there's aggression that's there. But if that makes you aggressive, to the point where you're no longer in your right frame of mind, just like you shouldn't teach, you shouldn't police. Yeah. And, and and because clearly you're going at this like everybody is guilty. And then it becomes, and then you probably get frustrated if you pull the person over and you find that they're clean. Yeah. And then you that carries now you're looking to the next person. Now you or you're looking for something to arrest them. I gotta find something. I gotta find something that it's like, oh, you know, that that broken tailpipe, or I mean tail light. I gotta find something. You you cut you cut across the lane without using your blinker. And and then you look out your rear view window and there's six cop cars behind you. And so yeah, there's just a, a lot of work that that we have to do. And we, we just can't get we can't get jaded and we can't become like those who we despise. Right. And, and before before we jump on, I know I, t- I pointed out some municipal workers, but I, I want to make sure that I also add some white collar workers like bankers and things like that, where they're opening up false accounts for for um, o- opening up fake accounts to get additional bonuses and money. It's like it happens across the board. Whenever you start rewarding people for doing things, that's their job. Yeah. They're going to find ways to. To overdo, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I, for me, I, I'm really big on going against these task force because if you look at where they are everywhere in the country, they violate rights. Um, in particular, we all know about Baltimore and the gun trace task force and what they did, but that story has been repeated since Kev Amadou Diallo and probably even before that. Um, Last words, Kev. Any th- final thoughts? Um, you know, de- definitely. You know, keep keep the family in their thoughts. Um, keep the young people that are out there protesting. Um, you know, let, let's hope that they continue to continue to push and fight for the change that's necessary. And let's really we keep talking about. Well, I, re- I really wish we would stop saying defund the police. And let's uh, talk about reimagining the police. Please stop please saying stop. defund the police. Because nobody, like, we're not trying to get rid of the police. We just want the police to actually keep us safe. Because until, until when you it, when you need that police to, officer to yeah. come to your house and, yeah. and we've I mean, you know, I'm, them. I'm at the age now where I need the police. Before, I'm not going to front. When something happened, I ain't call the police first. Now I, I mean, it, it. the short-sightedness <laughs> is to think that, that, yeah, the short-sightedness is to, to think that... <laughs> This guy, but no, because he, but because real talk, <laughs> even in that, the police commitment to protect property makes us yeah. want them now because we yeah, own right. property. <laughs> so we, when when the only property we we own was ourselves, we didn't yeah. care. Yeah. But uh, but I, I'll say my, yeah. my my final my final thought 
uh, first and foremost, just praying for for Mr. and Mrs. Wells and the entire uh, Nichols family. Uh, I applaud Mrs. Wells for her to be able to carry herself and speak the way she spoke when I watched her on CNN, as well as Mr. Wells. Uh, that that strength only comes from God, and and they already are talking about the Tyree uh, Nichols bill focusing on holding those accountable who were present and don't intervene. And, and that's something that you get to see there as well, that they were definitely those who were put in hands and feet and, and batons, but there were those who were there and didn't intervene. And we're not police, but we formed a bond and we had rules that go back to August 9th, 1986. When we saw what we saw on the top of that library, there was like, yo, you cannot stand by if something is happening because mm-hmm. we got to be accountable to each other. And and so that that's a piece of this, too. No, well said, Tim. Absolutely well said. Um, I... I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it happening. Um, I will say that it gives me some reward that all of the previous situations, George Floyd and others, have made the response to this change, as Tim pointed out earlier, so that because the community has protested because the community, I hate to say it, has sometimes rioted. It has made government be responsive to the needs of the people. Now, the fact that the government didn't respond when it was only protesting is their fault um, and no one else's because they should have been responsive whenever, whenever the people speak. But I'm glad that there was a quick response of positive change to this. And like Tim said, like Kev said, let's see if this happens again in the future. Let's see if this is a trend, if this is a playbook on how to to positively handle these circumstances. But police have to do work to 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 build. I was going to say rebuild, but in some areas there's never been trust there's work on their part too. It's there, it's for their benefit. It's for their safety. I, I know that it it should what be, but I'm just them? I'm just saying that. No, it's you're just right. Like, I'm agreeing right with now, you. Because you know, to me, if anybody was thinking, oh, it's a white thing, like find find the good black cop, that got tossed out the window <laughs> too. Yeah. So now it's just like, yo, man, I, I don't I don't want blue. So, so there's work. There's work that has to be done. Like you, we can't, and we can't keep holding the litmus of being peaceful to those who are victims. Yeah. At some point, we got to start holding those who are in positions of power to uphold this lantern of peace. You can't keep praising when people who are getting smacked over their head, like, Oh, you're able to take this and remain composed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've all, we have all witnessed police brutality. All of us, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. On on, on more than one occasion. In person. 
in person. Stop resisting and, and we see the beating. And, and you know, it, it's and too many of us have witnessed these things. It's over and over again. It's not an isolated thing. We're not special. We're just walking around living our lives and we run, and we run into this or bump into this. Yep. Yep. All right, fellas. Let us know what you think. Please share your thoughts. This was just a conversation to start a deeper conversation. Y'all could say we missed it. We hit it. But most importantly, we're going to continue to share because even though we're tired of this happening, we will not be tired of doing what it is that we can do to bring some light into this. This is Tim. My mic sounds nice. Until next time. This is Kev from My Mic Sounds Nice. This is Aaron from My Mic Sounds Nice. Now I feel all gloomy on a gloomy Sunday, but it had to be talked about. Peace. Peace. We out. Peace. We out.